You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. You know how movies work? Yeah. How do they work? Uh, they like to titillate the inner erection of men. 24 frames per second. Running the inner it. erection... Of men. All movies? Inner erections. No, just certain ones, and I think we're going to be talking about one of those today. (laughs) All right, so, uh, is that the before... Women have an inner child that they like to nurture and and nourish and then hopefully help through the rest of their life. Men have this inner erection that they have to titillate in certain ways, and I think the gangster squad... (laughs) Might be right up that alley. Is this the movie we're looking at this week? Oh, maybe. All right, so... It's not called Inner Erection. Spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) So, this is um, after the show. This is Saturday, April the 20th, 2013. This is episode number 271. And as Sid Talk previously told you, we're reviewing the movie Gangster Squad. It's actually a 2013 movie. So it is very new. Uh, It was a 2012 movie... And then it ended up being a 2013. We don't have a before the after the show discussion. Well, the after the, the before the after this discussion, what we were just talking about before was this movie had some things mm-hmm. cut from it, and this is the reason it's a 2013 movie. The there was a shooting in a theater last year, which you all know about. Um, it was the, when the Dark, um, Dark Knight Rises opened, and people got killed in a movie theater. And this movie, Gangster Squad, had a scene in a movie theater involving guns. So, Warner Brothers to... Did you hear that? Kids. <laughs> Warner Brothers to, um, you know, it, not, not be disrespectful. Sure. Pull, it was about to be released, Gangster Squad. They pulled the movie and the trailer. Not only, yeah, not only was it in the movie, but it was like in the, the, the crowning jewel of the movie. I think the scene that was like visually, they used it in yeah. the trailer and you're like, whoa. And it clearly would have been inappropriate. So It clearly, like it clearly would have fit in this movie, though. Right, but it's inappropriate to just right, poke at people. But, well, but like I mean, Spider-Man, they took out the part with the Twin Towers when right. Spider-Man's swinging between them. That, if people remember, that was about that was part of the movie. They had to remove all of that Did as it? well, and from the advertising. So this scene was cut out, and this made this movie be a 2013 release because it actually missed its launch date by about four months. So if you're hoping to see that footage... If you wanted to see, oh, I'm really into Gangster Squad, I saw it in the theatres and I would really like to see that footage that was cut. Unfortunately, you don't get to see it in this Blu-ray. I just wanted to... More spoilers. Bring... Yeah. <laughs> and you, well, you don't get to see it in this movie anyway, because it it's not in the movie, but it's not even on the Blu-ray. So... What's your opinion of that? A movie studio and director removing a part of a movie because of an actual current event? I think it was very... a, a good choice to make. You know, you... We saw we saw the trailer as well in the theatre, um, and it, we saw it before the actual thing happened. But when we went to see Prometheus, that's when we saw the trailer, and um, you know you don't think anything of it because. I mean, what you? do you think of them removing it I'm for that it's reason? A, it's good, right? But I'm saying we saw it, and you don't think anything of it because 
But then that's also, then you would have to say, well, every time somebody goes and kills somebody with a gun, then we need to remove people killing people with guns from everything, including video games. And actually, um, interestingly enough... Not that I'm arguing with this particular... There was a horrible thing happened this week that you all probably know about, the Boston Marathon bombing. Uh, And Mm -hmm. interestingly enough, I was watching this movie with the thought in my mind of, oh, they they removed that cinema scene. I remember reading about that. And then there was a scene which kind of oh, lo- yeah. loosely mirrored what happened this week in this movie again. And I was like, wow, this movie can't get away from these things. Somebody else, If I've noticed this, somebody else is going to say, "Sure, oh, Gangster Squad had. And the scene I'm talking yeah. about is somebody throwing explosives from a car, which actually happened this week. So it's weird. It's kind of weird. I was watching it. I was going, oh, wow. That's what I'm saying. Like, where do we draw the line? Yeah, really. I mean, we can't account for everybody, and we can't... But we can't be like, ah, fuck everybody. We don't care how bad you're in pain, or how much you've suffered, or how many people have died. We want to make our entertainment. Like, it was can't so, be that way This either. movie was so close to that event. I understand it sure. 100%. Absolutely. And the director, I, I just read an interview with the director who didn't want them to use the, the movie theatre footage, even on the Blu-ray. He, he wasn't... He just doesn't want to upset anybody. He succeeded. Right, and he he didn't. So we're looking at the movie Gangster Squad, 2013 movie. It's actually out uh, on the 23rd of April, which is this Tuesday coming up. So we're doing a little early review here. Um, It's rated R. Uh, It doesn't have a tagline, actually. And it's from our friends at Warner Brothers. And Sid Talk's going to give you the synopsis of Gangster Squad. Oops. Uh, good, good synopsis. Uh, kick, the, kick the speaker. That's a good start. Uh, Los Angeles, late 40s, post-World War II, beginning to be under the thumb of a criminal named Mickey Cohen. And the police chief... Based decide, on a based real on, characters. Roostly based on real yeah. life people. Um, police chief... Wants to bring him down, but not necessarily kill him. So bring in the gangster squad. That means bully the bully, basically. That's the way I look at it. They wanted to strong arm the crime boss who wants to be into submission, really. Like, well, basically, basically to me, it was like just we don't care where he goes. Let him go. Let him go ruin somebody else's city. We just don't want him in our city. Right. It wasn't like a bring him down and save the world. It was more like get him off our doorstep. Now, let me start by saying I'd read quite a bit of negative reviews about this movie. As in, like, people didn't like it. It didn't do very well at the box office. I don't know if that was anything to do with that it being delayed mm-hmm. and recut. Like, people just lost interest or something. Or thought... Oh, maybe this is bad. I don't think so. Because it went away and then came back again. Um, And there are movies that just get shelved and then get released a long time later and people are wary of them, like that Last House on the Left that we just watched. That was shelved because she was... They wanted to wait till she'd been in the Hunger Games to put it out. So it it was made and then put on a shelf and then, oh, now she's a star, now let's put that movie out. That happens. Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods was another one that was shelved. I don't know what the reason that one was shelved Because for. he was Thor. Correct. They waited for um, Chris Hemsworth to become a star. To have another movie with him in it. Which is a weird thing. The thing about those two movies, however. The house at the end of the 
Lost House on the Left, House at the End of the Street. House at the End of the Street. Not a super high quality movie, uh-uh. but tolerable for right. what it was. Right. Yeah. It was all right. It had its flaws built in, no excuses. It was what it was. Uh, Cabin in the Woods, absolutely loved it. Right. Loved yeah. it, loved it. Mm-hmm. This one, and those being delayed, there's that's not a factor. And I think that's for this. You can't use that as a factor. No, uh, but anyway, what I was saying, this movie had some bad press and I'd read, oh, this isn't very good or whatever. Um, so I went into it a bit with a bit of trepidation, like, uh, and I can't say like it's my favorite film ever, but I did have fun watching it. As in, you know, it's you know what I was very surprised at. It's mo- imagine these two movies. You got Public Enemies, which is a you know similar movie Johnny but a Depp. serious take on it. Yeah. Like it's a serious gangster movie. And then you got Dick Tracy, which is like this slapsticky gangster movie with this interesting style to it. This is almost like them two movies crushed together. So it's like it's got this kind of funny slapsticky tone about it. Then it's super violent at the on the other. You know, it's definitely not for kids. Like it's super violent. But then it's got this... I don't say slapsticky, but I get what you're saying. You know, this goons, like... Cartoony. Cartoony. Yeah. That's, that's what it... Like and Dick very Tracy. of the day. The movies of the age. The 30s and yeah, 40s. And like very caricature. And... Yeah. Like big characters. Right. Exaggerating everything. And this is what I'm talking about. That titillates that inner so, erection that you might have. Right. So what I was surprised about... Because I, I actually thought it was quite a serious movie. And I was surprised at how it isn't really. It, it's more of a Hollywood play acting. Yeah, it really becomes play acting, like a Hollywood part. flashy spectacle-y type. It's not Public Enemies by any stretch. That's like a serious, gritty look at a gangster. This is, it's, it's, yeah, it's like an old movie. It feels old school. It feels obviously because of the period, but it feels old. You know, they're all huge characters like everybody's a huge comic book character aren't they I mean even though they're based on real people they still glamorize them in fact them you up. compared it to Armageddon at one point it's the exact same thing you in have fa- an ensemble yeah you have a montage of collecting them ensemble that montage and- of getting them, the gangster squad together <laughs> and the ensemble cast each person has a role not just a role but a role to play now what I really liked about this gangster squad movie um, I, I'm in love with that era um, mm. I don't know what it is, and I'm not talking about people shooting each other. I'm just talking about how it looks, how people dress, the music, how buildings looked. That it's just awesome. I, I wish some, I was alive in that too. era, some but can, I wish I had a computer as well. Some you can still <laughs> live in that style, you know, and have your. That's what no, I. No, I want about. everybody to be in that style. No, because then that'd be boring. I don't want. I. I. I you know. You want to walk out and see all those. I want to see that. Like I yeah. want to see that exist. And, Forty-seven. You know, Chevys and stuff. I actually want also one of the reasons I love Mad Men is I love the clothes. I love the even even though I think they all smell of cigarettes, <laughs> which I wouldn't like, but I like the style of it. I like the architecture. So I we like think the, we've lost in the last sixty years. We don't have a, it. Things aren't. We all dress like I'm dressed right now. You got a hoodie and a t-shirt and some pants and some sneakers. Jeans or whatever, yeah. Pe- Even go to an office and everybody's wearing khakis and a polo and mm-hmm. maybe a jacket, maybe a, a tie. Maybe a tie if you're stretched. But even then, it's bland. There's no style. There's no, you know. You know, and it, you, 
I like the look. I like the clothes. I like and it, I, li- I like that era. So that that's the first thing. I was like, wow, they really you know is, they capture that era quite well. I've been playing a game called L.A. Noir recently, a Rockstar game, which is about this era. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, it was saying to me, oh wow, that game really captures that era well because it just looks like this movie. You know, I mean, there's a certain look about it. So I like that a lot, and I I also liked the. You know, this is no, it's not a deep movie in any respects. It's an action movie at its heart, really. I mean, it's really gunfights and, sh- and fighting. Like, and there's a plot. The plot's pretty simple. It's not confusing or out of, you know, it's pretty straightforward what's going on. But I enjoyed its, like, pacing. I thought it went by fast. I didn't feel like it dragged. Um, I liked the conclusion was good. Um, some of the people in it I really liked I, I every movie I see with Ryan Gosling I just really like him I don't I don't I can't understand what it is like I loved him in Drive I love him in this he's doing a new movie with the guy from Drive his next movie is not the sequel to Drive but with that director I saw the trailer I was like oh my god just let me see that now like it looks so good I don't know what it is about him I really like him Josh Groden, Groden, Groden. Yeah, Emma Stone did a good job. <laughs> Josh Brolin. Yeah, that, I just, I just liked it. It's not accurate in any way to these people. I could tell when they were when we were watching the extras and people were saying, mm. "Yeah, like I did research on this real character. I am him." But this movie takes a lot of license, you know. So I, un- I can understand that. Yes, it's not. Well. What actually happened wouldn't make an interesting movie, as far as I can tell. Like, like there's not really a lot to yeah. say. Like, there's some guys. Oh uh, yeah, they pretended <laughs> to hold up their guns at each other uh, as they drove past each other. They yelled uh, obscenities at each other and sort of tried to bully each yeah, other. Yeah, just like peacock to each other. That was, it was like like puffing the chest out. There wasn't, as far as I could tell. The violence part and the shooting. Ran- Which there would have been real violence yeah, in they- there, of obviously, but. But it seemed like it, obviously for a movie, which is, you know, a movie, it had to have gunfights and car chases. I like the action scenes. It sequence. didn't have to, but they chose to. In this it. kind of style of movie, though, it is really, a, like I said, an action movie. You know, it doesn't really let up either. I didn't, I, I thought it, like, really moves along. Like, you know, you introduce them, we're making this squad. This squad goes and does the things. And, you know, one of the things that really made me kind of, Fun, funny about it was they make this squad and then they oh let's go and rob this casino that part I was like wow these guys are just insane like they have no idea what they're getting themselves into they're just like hey let's go and do and then they go in and they're like oh shit like this isn't the way I do it um, it seemed very unorganized the, the, the plan and then they got their act together a bit but I was always like wow look at what these guys are doing like they're walking into the head crime lord's house in the middle, just walking in there while he's wandering around, like there were some crazy plans going on. But I, it was almost like a caper movie at times, like plotting and hacking, even like and so I enjoyed it in in a different way to to that I enjoy a movie like American Gangster, for instance. It's a different movie, but I still enjoyed it. So you did you? I enjoyed. The 
the look of it. I enjoy parts of the theme. You know, the idea that you... In a days gone by, you could have protected your city by bullying the bully. Like, you know, knock the shit out of the guy who's trying to take over and he's gonna, you know, we're gonna, just like an Al Capone story, we're gonna get him on something that isn't the thing and we just, we're gonna like strung arm everybody. I kind of like that. Then everything else, it's like everything you say you like about it. How it skips from, here we are, here we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. It's really, really, to me... It's fast-paced. It's not edited very well either. It has no heart. I'm not convinced that jo- Josh Brolin, it, not because of him, but because I have no time whatsoever to get to know this person. I'm told he was a war hero. I'm told he's this. He doesn't really wear it that overtly. This thing but of when you meet his wife and yeah, get but, to see but them. that's not it does it still has no there's nothing there for me it's like it's cut in the contrast but the scenes with his wife fantastic they're natural they I feel like I'm stepping back in time and seeing some people you know how you envision people in the past from photographs and movies so they don't they're never really real. And this is the people in the moment and she's kind of cheeky with them and. You know, kind of de- demanding of him, like, you're not going to, like, go get I liked how killed. she was kind of... Those scenes are fantastic. The brains behind the operation. But then when you jump over to the scene where the inner erection needs to happen, where it's like they're throwing everything at a man that will titillate him. We've got a gunslinger from the Wild West, essentially, from turn of the century. Which he shows up. We've got the, uh, you know, then you've got, like, the kind of silent Mexican young man who can just shoot like crazy. We've got the handsome dude, which is the Woots or Wooters. The Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. You've got Josh Brolin, who's like symbolizing the war hero who comes back from World War II. He's silent, strong, wants to defend his city. You've got all these things. Then you've got like in every gunfight, you've got again, you have this gunslinger, you've got the Tommy guns, you've got like dudes playing it up. Like, play-acting it up, big time. You've got the really bad guys who are just, like, these thugs who you know need to get the shit beat out of them. And then what happens? They get the shit beat out of them. I mean, it's like... And then you've got the damsel in distress and another damsel in distress. And not only are the damsels in distress, they're, like, the most... 40s caricature perfect damsels in distress that would get any man idea, all titillated like oh I either want to fuck her or save her so there I that's know the, that's, that's what I'm the saying. time wasn't it that's how it, it was not the times no every that's woman, how it was it wasn't every it, well, woman was not a damsel in distress not every woman but they, these kinds of women who would hang around Mister no he's they weren't that's what I'm saying it's a movie thing to get men all excited on these I'm, little I'm levels agree with that. Well, the kind of women who would hang around powerful men like that are those kind of women. No, they're not. Yeah, because he needs... No, they're not. No, it's he, a movie some version. Some powerful woman no. you're talking about would not get No, I'm not it. talking about a powerful woman. I'm, not, I'm talking about these are the movie caricatures of women. Movie caricatures yeah, of, of men. I know, of course. I'm saying, but it's every cliche you can possibly so what would you in prefer fact, i don't i'm not giving you a solution i'm telling you my point of no, view i'm saying what, mo- would, what would i'm not it? i don't want to fix the movie i'm just telling you my why i see no and not the all movie that. don't need fixing i know that's what i'm saying you're asking me what would i do different nothing no, i'm saying what i wouldn't do anything different to this movie i'm telling you how i'm seeing it 
And all the way down to the lines, the little one-liners that happen along the way. Also very sort of super manly and like super brave or wise or heart-wrenching. Every every little bit of dialogue has a very comic book element to me. And that, I think that's the idea. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But that all of it put together, it's quite shallow. And I'm not rooting for Los Angeles. I don't care. I'm not rooting for Cohen because he's a bastard. He needs some... He needs... To be brought down. You shouldn't be rooting for him. I'm not rooting for... I mean, he's not even an anti-hero like they tried to no. think it. He's not charming. No, he's, he's just, not he's interesting. Which is good to me. He's just horrible. He is and interesting. And then the other guys, they don't all really seem to care that much. Like, you get a one-liner from Giovanni Rabisi who says, I don't want to tell my son that I didn't even try to make it better or whatever. And then that's it. That's the whole heart of his whole character. And then that's kind of lost on me, too. I don't know. There was just not enough substance around. There's lots of flash. It looks fantastic. There are scenes where Gosling is just transfixes me. And, and Brolin, to be honest. Separate from the fact that I'm not a huge fan of how it's edited together. I think that's part of my problem, too. If you give me more time, with, I'm sure there's more stuff that they shot with people. Take the scenes that were between the husband and the wife and some of the scenes between Brolin and Gosling... And apply that sort of quality and sincerity to every scene and not just like hamming it up all the time. I would have really enjoyed it a lot more. Uh, well, we know that also you don't like elongated shootouts or fight scenes. And this movie <laughs> has a lot. Miss. Has a lot. Of, and car chases. Now, there was a good fight scene in this, I have to admit. There yeah. were, in the, there were two, actually, that. The elevator that was yeah. like, oh shit, that was a good fight scene. Like, well, the car chase in. was cool, I thought, because they're you know, the one with the truck, they're not particularly fast cars. <laughs> it's like, right, it's like you know, 1940s. it was a bit muddy to me. It's like you can't really see anything, you're filling in a lot of it with your imagination. There's a lot of dust, and you gotta just sort of go, it's on a set. I mean, I'm thinking it's on I a didn't set, think that. right? And I do, it looked like it was because it was at night set, and it was completely dusty and it looked like CGI to me. A lot of it did the far away shots. Actually, that was one thing that I was about to say. I didn't see any CGI in this movie. Mm. I was looking, thinking it might have backgrounds replaced or stuff, but I wasn't obviously they do, right? yeah, but I couldn't see any. And, the scenes where they're shooting and it, cars, and it so. confirmed it to me when they when I looked in the extras and they were like, "No, we made this whole nightclub. Mm-hmm. We didn't like." Have... But the scenes where they're shooting out of the car, they're all in the fake cars in the studio, right? At least that's what you saw in the extras. And I'm just mindful of that because it doesn't feel grounded in reality. A lot of it, and maybe that's the, the idea. I felt the atmosphere was awesome, especially when they did that long tracking camera shot that they talked about on the uh, extras, and then they went into this nightclub place and you felt like you was in there the music the you know it felt it actually, I didn't really you didn't I mean I was very mindful of this shot and I was thinking to myself we're moving we're See, moving interesting. We're I didn't moving. notice the shot until they tell, tell I didn't me. notice the outside portion but from the time he's talking to the kid and then we go in and then and then this camera's just panning around the whole place but it was obvious we're not looking at anything that's relevant we're not eyeballing a person who's going to be important in the future. We're not eyeballing a situation that we need to be mindful of. It's literally just, here's this club, which is awesome. I love it. And in another movie where everything was given that kind of attention, I would have really meant something. But in this, it was like, look, we did this really long shot. 
and the rest of the movie's not like this. So it kind of stood out to me. It looked there are lots of individual things that I really liked about this movie. There are lots of moments between people. The fight scenes are actually the stunt fighting is really good and almost like that kind of fighting that was from um, Killing Them Softly. You know the fight with. What's oh yeah, face? there's a lot of um, there's a lot like a really lot of pistol whipping and stuff and the really visceral things. Which I'm not into fight scenes, but I think when you can pull off and make the fight between um, at the fountain, that was like. I thought the, I actually thought, I that thought was the fight in the room with the bed was one of the best ones. That was a good one, but the water fountain when he was, was like turning like, people over, like, yeah, yeah, but that's him. like Hollywoody. No, I it liked, just looked good. I liked the one near the end where it was like I've seen men fighting, like in real life, trying to beat the shit out of each other, and it was like that, like sort of savage and like you know. So I have elements of it I like overall kind of it was a very superficial movie watching experience as if I was watching and this is a fine quality I have no problem with it like if I would just go to Netflix and watch some 1940s gangster movies that are well made I would have the same experience which is not a bad thing but in this one it gives me little glimmers of something better and then it goes away and then I get something good and then it goes away I I see it as like it's more of a supposed to be like a hollow experience it's it's supposed it's not supposed to be um, some kind of then they shouldn't have put more some some more substantial moments in it like it's a popcorn flick in its heart um you know with some cool stars and and uh, you know a simplistic that's what that's what i was saying earlier a very simple plot how about like the untouchables for example yeah it's not that it's not that but that also has a very elevated testosterone thing it about does, it. It does, but it's also but it's like grounded. an actor's movie. Like. And, yeah, and every single part of it is the same quality. It doesn't vary. It doesn't go from a really intense scene that's meaningful and, and seems grounded to, like, a over-the-top Dick Tracy almost moment and then back again. That this definitely was my... has elements of Dick Tracy. And I felt... <laughs> I, 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 I was thinking... Partially into it. You mean like fire him up, light him up, that kind of Partially into it, I was thinking, is this actually amalgamation of like this true thing that they told us at the beginning and a comic book? I was, I actually Mm -hmm. kept thinking. Absolutely. I felt. You know, like something like, um, you know, 300 or something where where it was based. And I was thinking, well, you know, the opening scene where where the two cars drive away from each other, that, that seems very. Um, Graphic novel Sin City. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's what I kept thinking. I, at the beginning, I was like, all right, this is... It reminds me of Sin, Sin City, in a way. Not not the style, but the kind of simple... And vicious. And well, very violent. Yeah, very violent, straightforward. This is the bad guy. He is horrible and evil. And these are the good guys. They are war heroes. And I think if... See, I think maybe... I don't know if they did or they didn't marketed it or told you it was something that it wasn't, maybe. I feel like the marketing made it seem more serious. Right. And that, that's I think that's I think that's what it is, because I think I was watching it going, wow, this is a bit more lighthearted than I imagined. But it's not lighthearted not at all. Light-hearted, it's but, horrible. But more comic booky if, if it's that's... It's a little cheesy at times. Yeah. And maybe that's what I mean by lighthearted. More, you know, kind of off the cuff. Pun- Back to the play acting thing. It's yeah. like if two boys, if a bunch of boys were playing. Or Wise girls, dialogue, like. Yeah, if you're you know? playing 
out in the backyard and you're playing pretending to be gangsters, then that's the kind of act. That's the kind of. And I, I don't know if that's the movie that I when I saw that trailer. I don't know if that thinking about it was what I thought this was. Like, so maybe that was the surprise I was having. Like I was you watching. were sold on American Gangster, but you ended up with right. Dick Tracy sneaking in yeah. there. <laughs> and that's that was my surprise. I was like, wow. Well, we won't okay. say Dick Tracy because that's way over the top. But like a forties hammed up gangster movie and something that's way more violent than that. Because the, 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 it goes to dark places, this movie. I mean, it gets violent. Right, and I think this is where I think, you know, I don't mind movies that have a really dark, very masculine, you know, there are masculine solutions to problems and there are non-masculine solutions. Masculine being, let's blow the shit out of everybody. And sometimes you've got to, because the bad guy's relentless. There will never be an end unless you just not, you know... That's fine. I don't have a problem with some of those kinds of movies. Sin City, you gotta, there's gotta be a lot of, <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta really be heavy handed in there in some of those scenarios. I think it's just the fluctuation for me. And I'm, I was actually thinking going into it because of the trailer, the only thing I'd ever seen about it. Oh, this is gonna be one of those like, like a heavy, like a dark, like not, not dark, but a heavy, very actorly. Gang- American gangster kind of a movie is going to be really deep and I'm going to have to really keep on tra- top of who's who and all that. And then it was just like, uh, there's the nothing thi- to it. The thing that bugged me about the trailer, and I liked what I saw because I like gangsters and, you know, I like that era. I like the clothing. I like the... The thing that bugged me about the trailer, and I just watched the trailer, not the original, like the trailer that I'd seen, it had rap music as the music. Yeah. Like, and it was like rapping. Yeah. And I was like, that doesn't seem to fit. Like, like I would have had some classy 1940s song, like like in this movie. Like somebody, yeah, but they were selling it. Right, but they were selling it to a young audience or whatever who's going, oh, wow, Kanye West. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And when they get in, they're going to be perfectly satisfied. Right, yeah. Because it plays down to a little bit. It does, yeah. Uh, dummied down vision or this sort of like everything that gets you off on the violence and kicking the ass and saving the woman even the parts where the bad guys are being the bad guys and intimidating the women and intimidating each other even as the bad guys are doing their thing I imagine men kind of get off on that too like yeah I'd be a fucking gangster man yeah I could but I don't know because I'm not a dude but all of it seems very central to that. Because there's two, three women in this movie. Two damsels in a distress and a pregnant lady. It's not again, but she yeah. turns out, you know. So uh, let's move on to the cast here. Sean Penn plays the bad guy, Mickey Cohen. Um, I really liked him in it. I, I was shit scared of him all the time. Because like, I have no, no idea what he's going there's to do. There's nothing redeeming about him whatsoever. No, because in the extras they kind of said, oh, I think people are going to like what Sean did with this character and like, like there's things to like inside yeah, that. that he brings out some charm, but there's no charm. There's no ch- There maybe is some charm as in, no, I think it's more intimidation. Absolutely. Like. So yeah, everybody's scared of him. Obviously, he's the head man in the, you know, in the area. And uh, he's really nasty. So here's a bad. Who's a bad guy who's got the charm? The latest Bond movie, the bad guy Javier. Right. He had the thing where he has this. But still, I'm moment. scared of it. Right, but he has moments of. Oh, he's kind of cool, and he's very charming, and he's witty, and he's he draws you in, and you would have a conversation with him. There's none of that with this guy. He is. You are. I'm, I feel like if I were ever in a room, I'd be my my head would be leaning backwards. And so I was just like, about to say, Tony Soprano is a 
he's got charm as well as being a, a monster, right? He he can wear two faces. Yeah. He can be with his family and talk to his friends, and then he can be an absolute dick and put somebody to the death, right? This guy. I don't think he's ever charming. But this guy, I don't. Well, I, I do with his family and his kids and his friends. Actually, his friends at times. He's nice. This guy's not really nice to anybody ever. Like, in fact, he's nasty to people sat next to him just chilling out. Like, he's always got a evil side to him. Yeah, I think he played it really well. He's got prosthetics on his face to I change. I couldn't his look. tell. I just no, it's all scrunched. No, up. it just makes him look kind of. Uh, I. I was scared of him, so it worked, what he did. I mean, the performance worked. Um, oh, yeah. It was very comic bookish, though, I have to say. It's over the top. Like. I think uh, there are moments where he's saying something early off, and then he moves his eyes a certain way, and then he opens his eyes, like, childlike almost. He's reveling in the fact that he can get away with anything. And that is that he brings all of that. So. And, uh, and what he did bring for me... Sean Penn's one of the elements that I really like. Yeah, when when his his character is like Mister, you can't touch me. You know, you might as well all just quit because I'm the winner here. And then there's one point where he realizes that that's not the case anymore, and just that whole thing he does where he's kind of like, uh, 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 like mm-hmm. freaking out. Yep, really good, masterful. So um, Josh Brolin plays Sergeant John Kumara, and he's the hero. Well, one of the heroes. Omara. Omara, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm a massive fan of him. I feel, personally, that he kind of does the same thing. He's one of those dudes. But didn't you like... um, No Country for Old Men? Yes, I did like him in that. But, I mean, I've seen him in other things, and I've never always been, oh, wow, yeah, really... I think he's okay, like, you know? He holds back a lot. Yeah, I and I know like in this movie too. he's supposed to be this strong, silent type. He's he's been yeah. decorated from World War Two, and now he's come back. And he even says, I "And he's only... real damaged, like in this, right?" He doesn't like, seem I feel like that's in, the on the inside. That's the problem. He doesn't seem damaged at all. No, you never see a breakdown. You never see him fall apart. He only has the facade of, "I love my wife," and he's nice with his wife. And then he's got a comic book. We're gonna bring down the bad guy. And yeah. that the silent, strong, without any crack in there. Whereas Wooters, played by the other guy, has his ups and downs all, everything. He has everything, so you see who he is really. Yeah, so, talking of that, Ryan Gosling plays Jerry Wooters, Sergeant Jerry Wooters. Um, I just really like it. The one scene that won me over completely was where he was kind of pissed, and he walked into the club, and he was... Yeah, yeah. He was just like... It, lost the um, plot completely. Yeah. And it was really well done. Like, uh, um, But yeah, I, I like his delivery of the leading man kind of dude. I mean, it's not very, it's not dissimilar to Drive, this character. Apart from the Drive characters, mm. even more introverted. I disagree. I think the Drive character has no charm, really. No boyish charm. Whereas no, this guy has a before-I-went-to-war... I was a charmer and a sweetheart and a lady killer kind of a person, you know. Lo- ladies love me. Now I'm I am damaged. He she wears his sort of like, uh, you know. There's some turmoil in there. It's like a smooth. And now he's grown up and he still wants to be the charmer kid, you know. Um, I really liked him in it. I've only ever really seen him in those two films. <laughs> I really fell in love with him in Drive because I love that movie. I think every performance, including Sean Penn, 
the director, I feel like, might be in awe of them all a little bit. So they're very indulgent. There's not a lot of correcting going or on. he wanted that. Like, like the old movie stars of the day kind of thing. Right. Like the full force of that face, close up, doing yeah. its little thing. And like, every single like person. Like a 40s movie star would be. And it's true, because be. every person has that. Yeah, it's very... Terminator guy gets it, the ladies get it, everybody gets Chisel, good up. looks, kind of really then, linger the camera on those people. Like, yeah, all of them. So. Smoldering. Yeah, even Even Emma Stone. Everybody, yeah. Um, so yeah, I really liked Ryan Gosling. He was like the highlight of it for me, to be honest, like acting-wise. Um, apart from Sean Penn, obviously. Um, Robert Patrick is Officer Max Kennard. Um, you all know Robert Patrick. Um, he's a Terminator. Oh, the, oh, he's from the X-Files? Don't <laughs> or, get no, I'm the, sorry, he's a Terminator too. Don't get from the X-Files. He's the Terminator. Numero dos. Yeah. Um, he was really fun in this. I, I found his character to be fun. In mm. this old kind of... You know, set in his ways. It felt like one of the most comic book gimmicks of the whole thing. It literally was, wasn't he? He was a he was a wild west dude, you know, out of his time. Yeah, because he looked like he was probably in his late sixties. You know, they they aged him quite a bit. And this was nineteen forty six, nineteen forty seven. So if you take him back to his twenties, that's turn of the century. He's a character who stepped out of Deadwood. Pulls out the gun and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
I like her a lot. I think she was good in that Spider-Man movie that we just watched, which was so-so for me. But um, I liked her. I liked her in this. In fact, she doesn't really ever get in a movie where she has a chance to act properly, I don't think. Well, she's acting. I mean, like, stretch her legs. Like, like actually get into something. Yeah. Because it's always like she's either, like, the side person or she's... Damsel in distress. Right. Now, she did have some good... Do you understand my frustration? She did have some good scenes in here, though, I thought. Sure. Um... All leading up to her being the damsel in distress who either can't be killed because someone loves her or needs to be saved because someone wants to kill her. Right. With nothing else to contribute whatsoever. I liked her, though. I thought she fit. She does a good job. And I liked the scenes with her and um, Ryan Gosling. I thought they were really good together. Mm -hmm. The one in the bar I really liked where he was chatting her up. It just felt really like like an old 40s movie. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of cheeky... And the time where he kissed her in a, in yep. a weird place. Didn't kiss her in a weird place. <laughs> kissed her in a weird place. And we're like, her belly button? <laughs> Butt crack? <Are> we done? <laughs> yeah. You have to watch the movie to find out. <laughs> it's not what you think, though, is it? So, this is... They're going to be so let down by know, the this, time they get to that. This is directed by Ruben Fleischer, and he directed Zombieland and 30 Minutes or Less, which I didn't see. That was uh, the one about the true story of the bank robber guy. He put a bomb around a guy and then said, go and rob that bank or I'll blow you up. Do you remember that? Mm. It's a real story. Mm. A a guy kidnapped a guy, strapped a bomb to him and said, rob that bank for me or I'll blow you up. And the movie was a comedy based on that real event. Oh my God. And it, yeah, it was... See, this guy has no filter. Zombieland I liked. It had a combination of the zombie stuff... Which add and then add some comedy to this like horrific thing that could happen to humanity, combined with enough depth to make you, you know, kind of think about things. He balanced it well in Zombieland. That one doesn't sound very balanced. I it's seen it's it. um, the, the lead one, guy of Thirty Minutes or Less is the Social Network guy. Right, and this one again, the balance isn't quite there. No, he's got a, definitely got a kind of light. His movies are kind of light, and he doesn't edit. Isn't uh, editing isn't handled? Which is po- possibly probably not him, right? Well, he's a director. Yeah, but not the editor. It doesn't matter. He's going to watch the final oh, maybe cut he is, and then decide. So, um, moving on to the Blu-ray itself, it has some special features. It has a commentary with the director. It has focus points, which you can watch during the movie or just watch them. Or just watch them. <laughs> if I have put that, I'll put that gif of what your face was just doing for the last. Five, I was yawning. Yeah, five that, minutes, my ass. Five seconds. Yeah. Was, um would have been a great gif for the. I was yawning really big, and you're talking. <laughs> you don't. I don't have to be engaged with your eyeballs just because you're talking. So, you, so you're yawning that this is so boring. You're yawning. Exactly. All right. So yeah, it has um, focus points. You can watch them within the movie. So you can watch the movie a second time and they'll pop up throughout the movie. Or you can just watch them individually. We watch them individually. They cover, like, most things on in the movie. They're a bit... There's more, though, isn't it? There's one feature that was, like... Yeah, this... but that's not the focus. I'm talking about the focus points. Oh, okay. That's the first thing on here, right? So the focus points is the focus points, which we watch most of them. Um, they're, like, three or four-minute featurettes. They're not too... Interestingly enough, they're not too EPK, like Electronic Press Kit. They're not... They're more like actually factual, telling you some stuff. Got they've got the they've got the actual 
relations of the real people who are in, who are, these characters are based on. They've got people like Ryan Gosling talking. Nobody's like precious. I don't no. think I saw Sean Penn talking though. Did not. Um, okay, Sean Penn is precious. Then you've got a documentary, which is what you're just talking about, called The Gangland Files. It's like a 46-minute documentary on the real guy, the Cohen, Mickey Cohen guy. No, I was talking about the thing that says something files, and that, that happens... The Gangland Files, that's what I just said. Oh. <laughs> no, not the name, not the documentary. There's oh, right, I've not got to that yet, though. Um, the second thing is The Gangland Files, which is a 46-minute documentary about the real Mickey Cohen. The third thing is the setup, which is more focus points. Uh, then there's Rogue's Gallery, Mickey Cohen, which is what you're talking about. Mm. Then there no, is. No, it isn't. Right, what are you talking about? Because I, I have them all here. And Keep reading. The last one is Tough Guys with Style. And then there's, then there's a bunch of deleted scenes. Because there's a thing as you went through them on the extras that said, these turn these on for whatever during the movie. Yeah, that's the focus points. <laughs> but anyway. Um, but it wasn't called that. Yeah, they are. They're called Focus Points on all Warner movies. That's the name of their behind-the-scenes thing. Okay. So, yes, that's what it was. No, it wasn't what I was talking about then. I, I don't, don't think. know what you're talking about. <laughs> so the, there's some mysterious other thing it. that Sintar knows about that I don't. Yes, also. that I noticed. So when you, you buy this Blu-ray, you're going to get something that we it's haven't talked about. Something that's not even written on the box. Correct. <laughs> um, so... Uh, in conclusion, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun watch, to be honest. It's uh, not its not like my favorite movie ever, like I said, but I, I definitely enjoyed watching these people tell this story. How is it fun to watch all that violence? It just... It's not... It's the whole thing. I, li- I like the... It's not just You don't have moments of going, oh, okay, it's a little bit much. No, because it was very cartoonish, I know, violence. that's what I mean. So cartooning and up I enjoyed Sin of- City, too. Right, and cartooning up a bunch of violence just is like it gets. Yeah, but that's scared. not what it is altogether. Like I, I enjoyed it as a whole thing. I liked the story. It's very, it's n- nothing too, like crazy and deep to get into. It's. Um, but see, then I can't just dismiss the moments where it's like, okay, we get it. You're killing everybody. And I okay, really like uh, the era, and I think they did the era visually justice. Um, the costumes and the sets and the cars and everything about it I was right back in that time that's why I enjoyed about it so I enjoyed it overall I would enjoy more but I was interrupted with like over much constant gunfire for like minutes at a time I think that it's, was unnecessary I think, it was completely unnecessary because it wasn't the true story I think it's made for like you say blokes mm-hmm. that's what I'm asking you does that not even occur to you while you're watching it yeah. Like, uh. No, yeah. not like, uh. Like, you know, I can see the audience for this. Of course you can, but I'm talking about your experience watching this story. Does no, it make I'm you not go, I want to hop in there and be the no. guy with the gun killing everybody? No, I, I don't, that's not how I see a movie. I don't want to be the movie. I just like to experience a story and maybe take, take them back to a different time or. Right. I'm not. It's not fulfillment for me. I don't. Oh wait, I wish I was that bad guy killing. I don't mean that. I mean like, because my thing is when watching this really extended scene of just constant gunfire, I'm like, okay, we get it. You could have got. You could have wrapped this up in a. I I really enjoyed the the scene at the end. You mean with the gunfire in the lobby? Mm-hmm. You could equate it to the scene from the Matrix in the lobby, right? In fact, bit, in fact, exactly. they actually went there. It was it? like, ugh, ah, we get right, it. Right, and you don't like the scene in the Matrix either. Because I did. I thought it was really fun. It's completely different. 
No, it's the same. It's completely different. They're shooting in a lot no, here. It's completely different. No, it's completely different because visually in the Matrix are new things you've never seen before. In this, they do slow mo, slow, slow stop. motion. We've seen it, and it's not that interesting. Not really, and it's just constant, constant, without a lot of even payoff. To be fair, it. it's probably what about a minute. No, no, it's longer than that. But maybe it just felt longer for you. Well, that's not good, is it? For me, I enjoyed it. I actually liked that scene. I thought it was quite stylish with the with the over stylish yeah. with a little too much power. We could have I could have done with more style and less gunfire. Right. So so let's agree to disagree. You weren't really that into it. I actually I didn't say it. that. I really really liked lots of different elements. Yeah, right, I know you've said that. But what well, I'm saying you're, overall, you're asking me I'm, to sum it up. No, I'm this is summing it up for you. Yeah, right. My overall thing is, I really enjoyed different parts. But when I put it, it all work. together, I'm not saying it didn't work. But when I put it all together, it doesn't. It wasn't like I was. It wasn't a consistent, enjoyable, enjoyable experience. I had to look for the parts that I really did think were awesome, and then they were just interrupted with things that were not awesome. And that's it. All right, so like a 5 out of 10 for you, maybe? I don't, I don't know yet. I'll have to think about it. For me, it's about a 7. I'd say. If I had to... I'd say average enjoyment over. A bit over average because of the cast, I think. The cast does help, but when they're not used right, it's like you can't, can't give it a high score just because they're in it. You know? So, uh, thanks to Warner Brothers for the Blu-ray. We've got some contests going this week. We'll have a new contest this week because I've just been given like a bunch of giveaway copies of... What's it called? Don't know. The Assassin's Blade by uh, Wellgo USA. I've, I think I've got like... Have you seen it? No. It's not out yet. Um, so, I think I've got... You know, that's not out for weeks. <laughs> I'm not supposed get... to be discussing it. Oh. So... Uh, yeah, the, often behind it, the scenes a little bit. Was it never in the theaters? No, it's a it's Asian movie, so it wouldn't have been oh. in our theaters. So it's a martial arts movie. So um, often when I just set, I just kind of give you a look behind the curtain. There, we get movies way before they come out, and then I can only speak about them on certain. We have to wait to speak about them. So that's what we was, means you. Yeah. So Sid, <laughs> if Sid talk slips up sometimes, like she just did. Um, you just mentioned it. I didn't. No, I mentioned it, but you said, "Have you seen it yet?" And I'm not allowed to see it yet. Okay, I'm sitting here in the, in my own house, looking at my own husband with a DVD in his hand. It's not exactly a stretch of the imagination that you might have watched the fucking movie. Not Is allowed it? to see it yet. I don't know that. Why would I know that? I don't know behind your curtain. Anyway, this... I don't look behind your curtain. <laughs> it's none of my business was behind your anyway, curtain. Anyway, this um, this week, you, uh, I will be po- well later this week. I'll be posting a, re- a contest so you can win the DVD version of this movie. I'm holding a Blu-ray, but I've got a lot of DVDs to give away. Um, probably more than ten, but not that one. Not this one. This one's my copy. And you're not allowed to watch it yet. Um, I could, technically, but I'm not supposed to. So, I like to stick to the rules. Oh, you're not supposed to watch it, or you're not supposed to talk about it? not supposed it? to... anything. There's a, there's a thing... How can they control what you do in your house? They can't. They can't. But, I like to <laughs> cooperate with the people I do business with. 
I mean, I signed something, is what I'm saying. I know, you signed something, I had to tell people about it. Yes. So I don't watch it until I can say something about it. Oh, so that's your own rule. Right. I got you. I got you. Otherwise, I'll watch it, and then I'll want to say stuff about it if I don't watch it. And so, so you've imposed your own sort of thing yes. in addition to theirs. Because I wouldn't want to watch something before I can talk about it. Because I want to talk about it, at least say something on the internet. Like, oh, I really like that, immediately after I watch it. Right? Yeah, you have no self-control? Well, you're not allowed to, and then it's just annoying, right? Because you're like, oh, I saw that. And somebody asks you, oh, have you seen that? And you go, uh, no, didn't. You know what I mean? You have to say that. Can't you say yes, but I can't talk about it? You can, but that's kind of... That's what it is. The, I mean, the, the thing that you sign, it's very in-depth legalese. You can read it. It's about 10 pages long. I don't think you're allowed to say I've seen it. Uh, but I'm not allowed to talk about it. I think you're supposed to say, I haven't seen it. That's how it works. Mm, whatever. Well, if you get getting movies months ahead... Yeah? Then you are, you have to subscribe to the uh, documents. And you can't just do what you want. It's not I'm not the saying West. do what you want. I'm not saying do what you want. I'm saying you could watch it, enjoy it, have it in your brain. I'm not telling you to. I'm just saying... You have enough self-control to say to people, oh, yes, I have seen it, but I can't really talk about it, or just nothing. Also, I don't <laughs> want to watch something two months before, and then it comes time to talk about it, and I not remember it so well, because I've seen lots no, of other No, that makes things. more sense to me. There are various things in play. Anyway, <laughs> next week's Blu-ray is Not Fade Away, and um, that is the first movie from David Chase, who is the director of The Sopranos. And he's um, brought back Mr. Tony Soprano. It's not the Sopranos movie. Then it's not Tony Soprano. No. But he brought back James Gandolfini. And uh, it's not Fade Away. James Gandolfini, Giovanni Ribisi, these names. Correct. These names. So uh, the movie game, what is it? The movie game is movie year. It's a very unexciting title. For what is actually a very moderately exciting game. Because what we do is I'll say a name to you of a movie, and you'll say one to me. And we have to guess. Oh, I forgot to look at mine. But say yours first, and then I'll look at mine. And then you have to guess. Or if you know the year, you have to say the year. So you go first. Dick Tracy. (laughs) Oh. Let me think. I'm trying to place it in time. It's kind of hard to place it. To be honest. I'm going to say... 1989. 1990. <laughs> <laughs> One freaking year! Why? Wasn't it made in 1989? No. And then they released it in 1990? It was 1990? released in Okay, then. I'm mostly right. Mm. Except it didn't come out until 1990. I was going to say... You said... I was going to say 1990. So then I got it right. Well, you didn't actually say it. <laughs> Alright, let me look at mine. Don't look. Don't look at my screen. I'm not looking at the screen, but that means I'm turned away from the microphone and people aren't hearing me probably. That's alright. That's just one of your hang-ups, not mine. Okay. Okay. And they probably can't. And the movie is? Hey. Basic. Of course they can hear me. Jesus, I'm one Look at the microphone when you talk. I am right over here. They can hear me. Basic instinct. 1991. Is that your final answer? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Why are we always one year up? What is this? 
<laughs> so, like, the brain is like, we're just getting I remember so going and seeing Basic Instinct on the theatre, and I know when that was, roughly. Close, very close. Why are we always one year out, though? That, that Not means we're pretty good at it. Last week I got it right, I remember. Last yeah, but we're usually one year out. Yeah. What is that? When you're up that or down? That means you're pretty good at guessing, but close, like, you know? Yeah, it's weird. All right, so <laughs> movie mis- recommendations. The mystery of the movie year game deepens. Movie recommendations this week. You haven't got any, apparently. I have. My favorite gangster movie is Scarface. Oliver Stone's Scarface. I don't know if it's a gangster movie, to be honest. Guess He's a is. gangster. Yeah, but it's more... Is He's he not a really a gangster. He's more of a... Syndic- like a yeah. crime lord no he's not even that is he a drug dealer he's he a drug really dealer uh, Scarface I really love it I could rewatch it over and over again I, I just like it's style another one where it transports me to the 80s it's like and even though I'm not a huge fan of it it is consistent mm-hmm. it is always dark and always it's not deep a, it's not silly or anything it's, it? no there's not a <clears throat> hint of silliness throughout. No, no sense of humour to it to be honest really it's um, no. <laughs> violent and serious. It commits to what it is. And for that, I respect the It as a movie. And my other one is Public Enemies, which I really like that movie, apart from it being tarnished by the bad sound. But the movie itself is really good. It's a good... It's John Dillinger, the mm-hmm. story of John... And it's a, actually a really good... I, I like Michael Mann's movies. Good telling of it. It's very serious. It's very gritty. It tells... Actually, it tells the events as they were, that one. It's not a... Not like this. Ham it up. Maybe no. a little ham, but not much. Yeah. And you don't have any? Um... Do you have a favorite gangster movie? I really like American Gangster. Yeah? When I think about it, it's actually really high quality and a different look at a gangs- American gangster movie. So I really like American Gangster, Denzel Washington. And minus that... I am going to... Do you I like mean, The Godfather? Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> it is. It's epic. I I can argue with that. I wouldn't... I'm not recommending it because it's quite a commitment and it's not all... No. You know. If you were just to say the original Godfather. I, I Funnily enough, The Godfather. Godfather 2 is my favorite one. I think the other recommendation we're going to have to make is, for some reason, this movie popped into my head while I was watching today... And right now it popped right back in my head. And it's Alien. <laughs> and I have no idea, no idea whatsoever why. It's seriously a mystery, but that movie is calling to I'm me. Sin, so I'm Sin say, City popped into I'm my head. I'm going to say Alien, movie. the original Alien, one Alien, and American Gangster. And uh, yeah, Sin City popped into my head while I was watching this movie. And it was mainly because of those... Mm-hmm. It's just like that was something I could see in that style done because yeah, it's yeah. so grotesque, graphic, and horrible, and, and dogs munching. Oh yeah. Um, so games and Ace Scully stuff this week. Not been playing much this week, but I have been playing a little bit of Injustice Gods Among Us, which is the Mortal Kombat uh, creators have instead of making a new Mortal Kombat game, made a DC. They licensed the DC Comics universe and made a. DC Comics fighting each other fighting game. So you've got uh, Superman and Batman and Green Lantern and Bane and who else? Superman and Batman are from the same company? DC, yes. In fact, that's why we're getting a Superman movie this summer. 
which is produced by Christopher Nolan because he's done with Batman. Zack Snyder's making it. Christopher Nolan's producing it. So that's the Superman movie. You got the three Batman movies. Then you get in this Superman movie, and then we're going to get the Justice League. So it's all going to fit together. Like, Justice League, like the Marvel ones did. So DC are doing that now as well. Um, so yeah, it's all the DC comic superheroes and villains, the Joker, anybody in that Wonder Woman, the Flash, Aquaman, lots of interesting DC superheroes. And they've created this like story. So it's a fighting game. You know what a fighting game is. You've seen me play a bunch yes. of them. I mean, literally just a fighting game. Like uh, mm-hmm. two dudes, you fight each other. Da-da! Da-da-da! <laughs> That's what I think of because of the one game that we liked on Dreamcast. The Sims? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't speak Japanese, but it's always like Japanese. Oh, I mean Soul Calibur. Yes. Yeah, I like Soul Calibur. Da-da! Da-da! Fight! And then you fight. Yeah. And then it's like, at the end, you got the... Oh, it's like, just I like don't that. speak Japanese, but it's but always it's that to me. <laughs> so this is that's based, a fighting game. This is based on the Mortal Kombat. And I wasn't making fun of Japanese, by the way. I just don't speak it, and these games make it sound very like that. But they're actually just, just saying. Yeah, and like, I don't because I don't understand it. It just sounds very like charming and sort of powerful for some reason. So um, this has a story that, and it's really interesting because you're like you. A story, sta- there's a story, a big arcing story to the whole game. It's like an eight-hour story mode. So they tell you some story, and then two people fight, right? So like... Same with Soul Calibur. Yeah, but no, because Soul Calibur had a very little loose story to it. This has like a proper, like, five minutes of them all talking to each other, and then, what are you saying to me? And then a fight. And then when the fight's over, it goes to the next scene, and you... <laughs> Throughout the course of the whole game, you play as all the different superheroes. You start off as uh, Batman, and then you play as the Green Lantern, and you move on. And by the end of it, you'll have played everybody. But it's like this alternate universe thing where it's weird. Like, Superman is the ultimate bad guy. He's like, wants to take over the world. Right? So imagine Superman's had a bad day, and he's gone apeshit crazy. And he's the bad guy. And... In the opening sequence... I don't have to imagine it, because that was in a movie. Where Superman was bad the Bad Superman. Yeah. Bad remember? Superman. There was a bad Superman in I, one of the movies. I don't remember. Anyway, he's gone really bad, as in he kills the Joker at the beginning. Picks the Joker fine. and kills it. He's bad. Yeah. Um, and it's this it's this alternate universe thing. And it tells you right at the beginning, this is the weird thing, it tells you, oh, this, there's different universes, blah, blah, blah. You know, in like an opening title credit. And then you you immediately know that none of this might be, yeah yeah it kind of spoils string it string theory we're going yeah like that yeah so um, but it's cool it's a really solid fighting game you can use your fighting stick or you can use a joypad I really like using a fighting stick for fighting games but this one doesn't work very well on the on the stick it's better on a joypad it's almost like they made it for a pad um, it has challenge modes where you can work your way up this ladder. And you have to do different things each time. Like, okay, you're the first one. You're Superman. You have to defeat this enemy without ever using a kick. And then it, it changes the regulations of what you need to do further up. So one of them's like, you can only use the special move. You know, so it's like this ladder. Is that just to work. extend it? It's a thing that Mortal Kombat have always kind of done. In Mortal Kombat games, they have the tower 
and you climb mm, this tower yeah. by beating each of the things. In this, they've made it these rooms. They had to kind of incorporate it in. They're these like training rooms, and you go through them, and you unlock new skins and for your characters. So you could get like the uh, original Batman costume. Is it all compelling to you then? Yeah, like, fight I'll, after fight. Yeah, because the actual fighting is really good. It's, they've got loads of the special moves are like insane. So like Batman, when you build up your meter enough, you get a special move. You pull both triggers to do it. His special move is he throws his batarang, which big deal. The the guy falls over. Then he throws like his some other gadgets off his belt, electrocutes you and stuff. And then for his final move, the Batmobile runs them over. It just comes on and runs them over. And then, like, Superman's special move is, like, he flies up in the air. He goes around the Earth about 50 times, and he comes down and smashes you into the ground. Like, And it shows you this whole thing, so it's, like, epic, you know? So, superheroes fight in what's not to like. Unless you like Marvel, because they're not in there. It's just Unless decent. you don't like fight scenes. Right. <laughs> I mean, I liked watching Soul Calibur with you, but that was way back when we first met. And maybe I was a little bit blinded with love and shit, and now the fighting thing doesn't really turn me on. Nice. <laughs> it is, um... It, yeah, if you, if you don't like fighting games, um, you won't get anything out of it, I guess. Unless you just love DC. I mean... I probably wouldn't then. You have to like the uh, actual fighting yeah. game mechanics. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Really good, top quality game. Um, it's great that it came out now because there's not much coming out at the moment. It's that really dead spell of the year where nothing comes out. Um, my other thing I wanted to mention is what's one of my favorite games? In the world? Grand Theft Auto? That is one of my favorite games. But what's one of my favorite games by a man who has sheep? As oh, pets? that one. Yeah. Tempest 2000? Correct. So... There's but a game I called was Llamas, do you mean? Yes. Or does he have sheep? He has sheep as well. His, his company is called Llamasoft, and this is Jeff Minter. Um, he made a game called Tempest 2000 19 years ago, and it was on the Atari Jaguar, which was a system by Atari that didn't do particularly well. It was like the first 64-bit system. But at the time, the Super Nintendo and the Genesis were around and Atari couldn't do anything at all. Nobody wanted this Atari Jaguar. But the best game on the Atari Jaguar was this Tempest 2000 game, which I fell in love with the second I saw it. My f- I didn't have an Atari Jaguar. My friend did. And I went round to his house. He'd bought it the day before and he said, do you want to come round and have a look? I came round and he only had this game Tempest 2000 and I was like oh is that the game that comes with it it's probably not very good he's like no this is the best game on it they've said we put it in and I played that entire night I, I just couldn't take it off me like me the first time I played Centipede yeah I like couldn't that. stop I just kind of stopped playing it now there is no version of it anywhere else It's it was only released on the Atari Jaguar so the only way of you to play it now is you get an emulator for the PC and find the ROM and play it that way, which is kind of complicated and not the best experience in the world because when that game was made, high definition displays didn't exist. Was it a rolly bar or a joystick? It was uh, a, a D pad. Okay, just buttons. Yeah, just like bu- on yours. Yeah, game like stick. on a 360 pad. Oh. Or on your game stick. Thing. Yeah, G- good. Yeah, game stick would work yeah. fine. But it's not that that's the thing. If you use the emulator and get the ROM, High definition displays didn't exist, so it was a 640 by 480 television game. You put it on a high res monitor, it looks really bad. Like it's 
like, you know, really, really enlarged. So... But it's just lines. There is, but it's really... It looks stretched and like it looks Like, it's literally bad. like wireframe lines. That's right. the whole game. So, there is a solution. A fan of Tempest 2000... Uh, this is not endorsed by Jeff Minter in any way, shape, or form. Even though he turns a blind eye to it. Because there is no version for the PC. He knows about it? He knows about it. Um, and it's called Typhoon 2001. What it actually is, though, is a high-definition version of Tempest 2000, including all the music, all the levels, and more levels that this guy has created that are not even in Tempest 2000. So if you want to go and play it, it's called Typhoon 2001, and it's free. It's absolutely free. It's on the guy's website. You can find it. Just type it in. It works with an Xbox 360 controller. It works in 1080p on a monitor. It's the next best thing to actually playing it on a Jaguar. It might be better than Was it not even in cabinets and the arcade? No. Well, Tempest was, but Minter based his game on Tempest. Tempest was an old wireframe game from back in the That's day. That's what I'm thinking of then. From Atari. Atari made it. And it was wireframe, as in like asteroids, like just yeah, that's one what I color wireframe. No, Tempest 2000 is like a remake of it oh. with really nice graphics, like okay. colorful, psychedelic. That's what I need. I don't think I'm. And Minter looked at Tempest and said, "I can make a better version of Tempest." That's why he turns a blind eye to the guy who made Typhoon 2001. Right, because he because he saw Tempest exactly. So what he announced last week was he's been making games for the iPhone for the last year or two. And he's made a bunch of them, and they're all on the iPhone. And he was getting bored of making games for the iPhone. He kind of knows how to do it all now. And he was looking for something new to do, because he loves programming. And he saw the PlayStation Vita, and he said to himself, I think I'll ask Sony for a development kit and see if I could make something on the PlayStation Vita. He got the development kit, started messing with it, and then realized, I could make Tempest Why not make it so you could have it big on your TV? He wants to make it on the Vita. He thinks it's the perfect place for it to be. And I kind of agree that it'll be really good on the Vita um, with your earphones in and, you know, it has a really nice screen. Mm. I think it will be really good on there. And also, if it's on the Vita, it could be on the PS3 as well as one of those cross-playing things. So he's not announced that, but he's working on the Vita, basically. Um, I own a Vita. I I think I would have bought a Vita based on this announcement if I didn't own one. Because I would definitely want to play this game, and if that's the only way of playing it. So it's called T. What is it called? TXK is its name. And it is the sequel to Tempest 2000. And with today's graphics and sounds, and Minter saying, I want it to be like everything you liked about it, I, I think it's going to blow my mind. Because. Because you liked Space Giraffe. Space Giraffe I liked, but it was insane. And even he says that it's insane. Insanely hard? Or Insanely just... trippy visuals that often you can't tell what's going on. It gets to a point when it, when you get further on in Space Giraffe where you can't see the bullets from the swirly effects and the it yeah. gets in the way of the gameplay. And he even admits that it does. And he kind of says you have to zen out to play it properly. I never got past it, like, because I couldn't... It got too hard for me. Whereas Tempest 2000, I can sit down and play, like, 50 levels of it. I'm pretty good at it. So I'm just excited. I'm probably one of 
the few because most people don't know who this guy is. But go and have a look at Typhoon 2001. It's on the PC. Get it for free. And finally, they had a sale on Steam this week. I own Grand Theft Auto 4 on the PC. Um, but I don't own the, what they call them, the episodes. Uh, there's two episodes. The Ballad Downloadable of, content. Ballad of Gay Tony and The Lost and the Damned. Well, there was, a, there was a sale this week on Steam where you could buy the pack with both of the downloadable content for $2.75. Now that... Is, is a price I can get behind. Yes, it is a bargain because I bought them on the 360 when they first came out and they were 20 bucks each, I think they were. So $2.75 for what? I would say 40 hours of gameplay because they're 20 hours each, roughly. So I purchased it this week and I have loaded it up and I am going to play Ballad of Gay Tony again because it was my favourite out of the two. The one with the biker gang. It's cool and everything, but it's, like, really serious. And if you're a fan of that TV show, Sons of Anarchy, I've heard that they based a lot of it on that show. Like, it's like it's the vibe and grit of that show. And it's about this biker gang, and it's about revenge. And the Ballad of Gay Tony is a different thing altogether. It's, um, it's more like... Gamey. Yeah. It goes crazy. Like, there is a mission where you are hijacking gold off the back of a truck in a helicopter. That wouldn't have occurred in the Biker Gang one, because it's not how that is. So I've really liked The Ballad of Gay Tony. It's You're not a gay character, but your boss is a gay character. You've, you know, It would be interesting to be a gay character in a game, wouldn't it? Like, they don't... Rockstar use minorities. How would it be different? I don't know, just to see... You no, know. How would it be different? How is it different... Well, in a story, it would be different, wouldn't it? Because the guy would be attracted to guys. He'd maybe have a, a guy... How does that make it different? Well, the story would be different, right? Right. The kind of places he hangs around, the, the different people he, you know, meets. Not necessarily, but... Because gay Tony in this If you're game, doing a stereotypical game about a gay person, yeah, you could stick all the stereotypes in Right, it. and Rockstar do do a lot of stereotypical... Like a dude who screws chicks and shoots people. Yeah, they're pretty... <laughs> that's the stereotype not, of men. And that's what this dude is. He's just, you know, the dude who gets the girls and works for the game. You mean prostitutes? No, actually gets... It actually dates girls in this one. There's a dating system, remember, in Grand Theft Auto. That's right. Where you actually meet girls and then take them out on dates and stuff. Bowling and to restaurants. Um, so yeah, I'm playing through Gay Tony on the PC. Um, funnily enough, cause I've never played it on the PC. You get achievements. I'm playing through Gay Tony on the PC. You get um, achievements uh, on it. You know, Xbox Live achievements on the PC version. And because I've not played the PC version, I haven't got any of them. So I'll get them all. There's one for dancing. There's a dancing game in Gay Tony where you go in the bar and you have to dance with all the ladies. You like a mm-hmm. press the buttons at the right time. So um, that's me for this week. Sid Tart, what's for dinner? Soup and a sandwich with some curried pan roasted potatoes. Oh. And my advice is uh, to acknowledge your inner erection and the terrible things that bring it on. Because I think that somewhere deep down in men, terrible things sometimes titillate them in a way that they don't want to admit but, I mean, the world is what it is, and I think we can all... Are you referring to this movie? Things. Not just this movie, but that... It, 
reminds me. There's going to be men sitting there going, yeah, inside. Not like standing up in the theater, but like there's a thing in you. Same thing with women. If I'm watching certain things about characters and even, even men. I mean, there are things about human behavior that can make you, that rouses something in you sometimes. I happen to think that men have the little, I won't say little tiny erection on the inside. That might be offensive, but there's something inside that can get stimulated from violence or power or just this primal, like, thing. So accept it and maybe examine some of the things that bring it on. Oh, this is advice from a woman to men, so... I was going to say, whatever. there might be some women who watch violent films and think, this is fucking awesome, I love this. Well, there will be. Um, there will be. I subscribe to one of them on YouTube, in fact. But in a different way. And right. you might take what she says for face value, but it is going to be different, and I'm not denying that some women like... Oh, it's just a thing, though. Gross horror and graphic I'm not talking. Ab- and- I'm not talking about the superficiality of it all. I'm talking about the, I want to be in that body and do that thing. And it would be awesome to be that guy who's beating the shit out of that guy. That's a different thing than me watching a horror movie or watching a movie where I'm watching a really horrible, wretched human being who, I'll be the judge and jury and executioner who needs to be brought down and to see the hero of the movie or the hero of the story or whoever bringing them down. I get aroused by that also, or stimulated. Right. Not really. Not overly. It's 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 not just that. It's a constant hammering at your titillation button. And that the payoff isn't the payoff because you get payoff constantly. Right. With lots and lots of stuff, but So just acknowledge that's all I'm saying. All right, so thanks for listening to the show. I remind, remind you about our websites, ascully.com and sidtalk.com. You can catch us on Twitter. I'm at ascully, A-S-C-U-L-L-Y, and you're at sidtalk, at C-I-D-T-A-L-K. You can also catch this podcast on the RSS feed. Just go to ascully.com, click on the word podcast. You can subscribe there on either iTunes, Zoom Marketplace, or just anything that takes RSS feeds, which would be anything else. <laughs> so you can subscribe Except everywhere. Except for Google Reader. It no longer exists. No, but Feedly, which is the thing I use instead of Google Reader, will do exactly the same thing. Feed uh, Demon is what I use. RSS Demon, I mean, on my tablet. I use Feedly. F-E-E-D-L-Y. RSS Demon does really good. Feedly also does it really good. Because I read a lot of news, not just... I mean, I, mm-hmm. I read a lot. This brings in everything that I want to subscribe yeah. to. Um. And it works on tablets and PC, which is great. Um, and they sync together, which is cool. Because when I, on the Feedly one, if it's on my desktop open, it's a Chrome, it's a Chrome extension. So you, have a pa- mm. so you have a page open. And then I go on my tablet and read a bunch of stuff and say, Mark has read. It's Mark has read, read yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I, I like that. So it's a Chrome extension. That's why it keeps That's why you, it yeah. remembers, yeah. That's good. Um, so, uh, you can email feedback to me, ascoli at Don't email Sid Talk. And stay classy, Daft Punk, who are about to release a new album. Where did that come from? Um, and maybe there'll be a little snippet of it here at the end. Uh, is that legal? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to say think for yourself. 
Because if you don't, somebody's going to do it for you. Let's make the Daft Punk, if there is a little snippet of Daft Punk here, let's make it really legal by saying you can go and buy it mm. on Amazon.com and iTunes. And think for yourself or someone's going to do it for you. iTunes. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, my God.